Welcome to the Lovability Podcast. My name is Jennifer Stiers, and I'm here to talk love, relationships, sex, marriage, and everything in between. Hello, everyone. Happy Friday. Welcome to the Lovability Show. Uh, I'm Jennifer Stiers, if you uh, don't know. And uh, I'm here alone today. So I, well, I'm not here alone. Um, <laughs> I am not here alone. Um, I am here with Emilio, uh, my, my producer. And, um, and But I'm doing the show alone today. So it's just, well, not alone. You guys, too. So uh, feel free to chime in. As always, I love your comments. Um, that's why we do it on Facebook Live, so that we can have you guys participate. Um, I always love to hear your feedback, especially because we're talking about dating, and we're talking about stuff that you guys are doing out there. Uh, and honestly, you guys you guys are doing it. I, I'm, I do this for a living as a dating coach and as a matchmaker. I get the back end of it. But you guys are out there, you know, front end doing the dating. So always love your stories and your feedback. And uh, I know I've talked before about doing a panel at some point, which we will bring some of you guys in to talk about, you know, men and women and dating and some of the uh, challenges that the both of you have with each other. And so we'll just kind of talk it out. But that'll be fun. So I know some of you have asked about being on that. Um, we'll put that together We'll put that together soon. It's been a busy summer. <laughs> uh, so uh, happy Friday. Um, Elton, hello. Deb, hello. Diana, hello. Um, great to see you. Hey, I'm going to see Diana after the show. Um, I know you guys love seeing Diana on the show. You'll see her again. Ron, hello. Welcome. Uh, and uh, but speaking of Ron, I see some people. And Jamie, hey. Um, some people I see, and it reminds me of football season, and I could not be more ready, not just for football season, but for the weather to change, because it is hot in Dallas, um, for those of you that aren't in Dallas. Martha, hello. Good to see you. Uh, okay, so uh, so I wanted to, you know, we're, I think sometimes I get to focusing, because I want to help you guys, that's what this is for, and sometimes I get to focusing on what you guys aren't doing right. Um, and today I kind of want to talk about what to do right, kind of like a, a guide, because at the end of the day, what this is, what it's all about, I mean, so many people are wandering around single and they can't get past the first date, the second date, the third date. Um, they can't even get on a first date sometimes, which is sad. And I want to help there because everything is about a connection. You know, th that's what everybody's looking for is a connection. And there are there are secrets to building a connection. And if you if you follow the cheat sheet, the cliff notes version which I'm going to give you today, just a few tips to help you make that connection because 
that's what's going to bring in the longevity, you know, of things, whether it's, again, whether it's a first date, you're trying to get on a second or third, or long term, because consistency is key. You can't stop doing what you did to get there. Once you get there, um, you got to You got to stay at it. So, uh, so um, Deb says she's ready for the cooler weather too. God, who isn't? Lord, it is something else out here. You know, just when we think to ourselves, it's started to get, it's just a little bit cooler in the high nineties this week. And just when we think like, okay, nothing could be worse than this heat. Well, add some humidity on top of it. And it's, I mean, it's like literally being in a sauna. Okay. Um, so Thank you guys for joining. Again, chime in. Uh, I, I do. This is all important stuff. And I want to hear too, because I'm going to give you guys tips on how to make that connection. I kind of want to hear where you guys are running into barriers, because in real life, there are circum certain circumstances that you run into that can prevent these things from happening. And let's talk about it. And if you have any questions, I mean, I'm obviously, I'm a coach for a living. So if you have any questions for me, uh, you know, hit me. So, um, okay. So, uh, there, again, there are certain things that you can do that help. Uh, communication from the very beginning is where I'm going to start. It's all about communication. Um, and I will always say consistent communication, but, but communication. And this is where so many people miss the boat. Guys, I think you're more on point now than women are as far as really wanting to get in relationships and very intentional about them. But I'll say you're missing the boat, um, so many of you. And please hear me, guys. I love you. Some of you guys that don't think you're missing the boat here are. Um, communication, consistent communication is important. If you're not showing your presence in a woman's life on a daily basis, you're absent. And there are some women that maybe have a high, you know, anxious attach that they're not going to tolerate that at all because they need the they need the communication, and uh, and and again we're going to be talking more about anxious attached too, but uh, because they need that communication. But every woman, every every woman wants to, and I'm saying this, guys, to you because, and I know you're the same way, guys, to a point. But every woman wants to feel the presence of a man in her life, and at what comfortability level that is, you know, that that's a discussion between the two of you. I mean, you may find a woman that loves to hear from you from text message, but she doesn't want you to, you know, make a phone call to her because she's busy or she travels or um, whatever her schedule is. So you got to kind of figure that out, but you got to figure out that communication part. And it, and it's important from the beginning. For example, if you're online dating and you're messaging somebody in whatever I am, situation you guys have on these sites. Don't do that for more than a day. I mean, if you guys have banter back and forth, back and forth, you want to meet, you need to get a phone number and you need to reach out to them um, on outside of the app. Or you need, if you're uncomfortable doing that, then you need to make, and the or the lady's uncomfortable doing that, then you then you shouldn't be going out. But um, <laughs> I was just saying, I, don't, I wanted to, you know, kind of, kind of segue into that. But, um, you know, ladies, if you don't feel comfortable giving your phone number out to a guy, you haven't done enough homework on him. So, um, so, and I know it's a scary place. Online dating is scary. Um, but, but 
once you give your number out, you guys need to make plans. Make plans within the week. Within the week. If you are traveling and you are about to go out of town for a week on vacation, on business, don't pick up the phone and don't make that connection. Because what happens, and I can tell you, there's a million different circumstances that can happen, but let's just say you have to travel. So you pick, you talk on Friday, and you, obviously you both are busy over the weekend, and you're like, let's go out next weekend. And you're traveling that week, and you're on an airplane, and you're in meetings, and you're not able to communicate. That woman or man might be sitting there going, well, I haven't heard from them. I don't even know if we're going out. I don't know what our plan, I haven't even gotten a hello. You know, it, and I hear this constantly, that lack of communication between when you make the date and when you have the date needs to be active. It doesn't need, you don't need to be a pain in the rear end, but it needs to be active. So every day, something, something, it doesn't have to be much. You could even in the morning just be like, good morning. You know, I've got a crazy day. I just want to take a few minutes to say hello. Looking forward to seeing you on Friday. How hard is that? How hard is that? But every day something. And this is honestly where you guys are missing it uh, overall, whether it be at the very beginning, middle, or into a relationship. Most of the times when you get in a relationship, you've kind of learned the woman, but this is where you guys are missing it. And I'm telling you guys, it makes a world of difference. Um, and ladies, you know, be responsive. I mean, same thing. I hear from men all the time that women won't respond. You know what? Maybe they're playing a game. I don't know. I, 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 I you know, women, oh, well, I can't respond yet. He just texts me. I can't seem, you know, too anxious. If you're excited, let a man know you're excited. You know, he's going to enjoy the fact that you, that he's made you excited, right? So all of that momentum and, and, you know, communication is building a bridge to a really exciting um, and anticipatory first date or second date or third date. So it's a way you can keep flirting and keep that connection and build that connection in between. And if you guys are the type that, you know, men or women, it doesn't matter if you guys are the type that maybe can't do things during the week or don't like to and just want to do weekends, I would highly suggest a phone call in between. Like if there's more than three or four or five days between when you're going to see the person, pick up the phone. It doesn't have to be a two-hour conversation. It could be a 10-minute conversation. It could be a 15-minute, but pick up the phone. And, you know, guys, I'm going to give you a tip here. This is, and, and ladies too, really, but, um, but, I was just talking to somebody about this, uh, one of my clients about this. You know, these first few dates that you're going out with people, you want to make sure from a communication standpoint that you're, that you're setting everything up to learn about that person. You know, number one, that means asking questions. Make sure you're asking the right questions. Um, and those questions are about, you're trying to find, you're on a mission to find out who they are because the longer you keep it superficial, the longer you prolong any red flags or any junk that may come out, the longer you prolong finding that out, you've gotten more attached through that time. Um, you know, sometimes people become intimate during that time, which is stupid, without knowing somebody, and that um, builds another type of attachment. Um, and, and 
also it makes it harder because when you start liking a person, then you've got to detach from them if you if the red flags start showing up and they're big enough red flags, of course, um, and then you've then you've you've gone too far, right? And and there's already a connection, um, an emotional connection there. So these first few dates, guys, don't. I know you guys like to sit at bars. I was just talking to somebody about this, and I've never brought this up before, but I've actually gone out with people before, and they. I mean, I, if I'm eating dinner by myself at a restaurant, I'm probably going to sit at the bar and eat dinner right? But if I'm with somebody, there could not be more distractions than a bar. And if you're trying to get to know that person, it's going to be completely superficial, right? You can't get into any deep conversations at a bar. So don't sit at a bar. Go to a table um, and and have the conversation. You know, I was at lunch with somebody the other day, and it was just a, Ziggy! Oh my God! My, uh, our, our head producer for the station is on, and he used to, you remember Ziggy, you guys, he was our producer here. He's taken a huge um, promotion, but he is watching the show. So Ziggy, so happy to see you. Um, but, um, but we were talking, we were at lunch, and we were having a conversation about, he was talking about dating, and he was talking about intimate things with dating. And there was a guy behind him eating lunch by himself. I'm watching the guy. So my friend had kind of his back turned to the guy on this side so he couldn't see. So the whole time I'm totally conscientious about our conversation and I'm barely saying anything back because people are listening. You know, there's no privacy there and you're not going to get somebody to open up. It's just, it's it's awkward. So don't sit at a bar. As fun as it is, save that for your guy friends and your girlfriends or yourself. And when you're on a date, make it as intimate as possible, right? So because it is about that communication and finding out those deep things, that is your goal. Don't waste time. The first three dates, you should be on a mission to get to know somebody. Um, asking more questions than you you answer and listening to, you know, what somebody's saying, um, asking when, when you know yourself, right, when you know who you are and what you want, which is also on my list, I'll go into that a little bit just because there's a little bit of homework you guys should do on that. But when you know who you are and you know what you want, you need to be asking questions towards that. Example, let's say you're a big family person. Family is very important to you. Um, you, you're sitting across from a potential person you're going to date, and they don't have a close relationship with their family. In fact, they're estranged from their family for God knows what reason. Um, happens all the time. Um, and that person doesn't really value family because they don't, they don't have a good relationship with their own, and they certainly don't want to engage with yours. There's going to be a problem long term. Find that stuff out when you know who you are and you know what you want. That's what the communication should be about is asking. If there's certain hobbies that you have, um, uh, hey, Don, thank you. Um, if there's certain hobbies that you have, let's say you're a big, and I've, I've run into people like this, like I have guys that have boats that every weekend they're out skiing or doing something on their boat. If you find a woman that's that gets seasick or she's afraid to get on a boat or she doesn't like the water, it is probably not going to work. So you need to be talking about the things that you love, you know, and, and, and engage in and the things that you like to do because 
a relationship is all about that foundational stuff. I mean, I, I, so many so people are so focused on attraction and do we have chemistry and do I want to kiss them? And that's important. I mean, sure, that's important. But whether you're compatible or not, that's the most important thing. So you've got to be asking those questions. And let me tell you this, and this is, this is what I'm going to say. If you've taken the time to check somebody out, you've taken the time to go on a date with them, you've done your homework, you've done a FaceTime or whatever, you know they're not catfishing you, you know you're going to be hopefully attracted to them. You may not be in person. Sometimes chemistry is not there. But at least you'll have enough to talk about in regards to a conversation if you know the things that are important to you. You might find that if you actually engage with somebody that you're not attracted to and you start talking about the things that you love and you find that you guys have these commonalities, the attraction and chemistry might begin. It might start. So you guys shut people out way too soon sometimes with just that attraction chemistry thing, and this needs to be a mission. Hello, Lars. I haven't seen you in a while. Dawn, get out of here. One of my favorite people. Great to see you. Um, thank you. I, uh, I love giving advice. Dawn, you're a beautiful family. Um, I, I followed Dawn a long time on Facebook and Instagram, and uh, she's got this great family. I love that. See, Dawn, you'd be one of those people if you were dating, although she's got this amazing husband. But um, if she were dating, and I'm sure her kids are um, or are going to be, is in that's the thing you we want to we want to teach you, and we want to teach children is the same thing. Ask questions. You know, find out what your values are. Know what your values are. Um, know know those things that are important to you. What your beliefs are, because those are the things that are going to make or break you down the road. Not the chemistry attraction thing. I mean, because how many times have you been physically attracted to somebody? For a while, and then all of a sudden the chemistry and attraction goes away. That's usually because you don't have enough commonalities in other places that it just goes away. So, uh, but those are important things. Um, okay, so communicate, communicate, communicate. Um, and uh, guys, again, and I, I know I'm talking to you guys again, but we're talking about dating and making a connection. And such a key part of this is you guys taking the lead and doing this. Um, I know some of you guys that you're just, you're very laid back. And that's great. It's great that you're laid back. But don't ask a woman to make the plans. What do you want to do? Women women just don't like being asked that question, do we ladies? Um, what would you like to do? You know, we want a man that has a plan. Take charge, guys, and make a plan. Even if it's like, well... Um, I was thinking we could go to dinner or I was thinking we could go to that, you know, outdoor concert that they're having with the, you know, what, have a couple ideas and then at least you've got a couple plans together and the woman can choose. But guys, please have a plan and plan the date. Oh, that also means planning it in advance. Um, some of you like to call the day before or the day of and, hey, you have plans tonight? And I, I will tell you, ladies, if you don't, don't play games. I mean, is it rude of a guy to do that? In some cases it is. In some cases it's not. Um, but, but the majority of women, guys, they don't like that spontaneous thing. They want to know ahead of time. 
they want to pick out their outfit. They want to make sure they, you know, have time to get ready. They put a lot into that. So give them ample time to do that. Make a plan at least a couple days in advance if you can. I mean, that would be my general rule. I know there's a few ladies out there, like myself, I'm very spontaneous. I don't like to plan ahead unless it's like a concert or a football game or something that is actual on a calendar that if you don't show up at that time, you'll miss it. Um, but otherwise, you know, I don't ever know how I'm going to be feeling at the end of the day. So I'm kind of one of those go with the flow kind of people. Majority of women are not that way. And I know there's some, but majority aren't guys. So I'm going to go with the majority. The majority want a plan. So please have something together, have an idea together. And when you're making that plan, guys, also important, please don't, on a first date, when you're making a first impression with a woman, don't, don't plan a date somewhere that doesn't have some kind of intimate ambiance. It need, you need to set the date. It needs to be intimate. And set it up where you're not sitting at me casina, you know, having a margarita and chips, although that's really good. Um, but uh, don't, that's not a first date, right? A first date is somewhere where you both are able to sit and have a quiet conversation. You're having a nice meal. That wherever you are is making an impression on who you are, guys. And so what impression that woman leaves with based on who you are, what you wore, what you look like, how you acted, and where you took her all make a difference in making that connection. So if you go somewhere intimate and sexy, she's automatically going to feel a little bit closer to you because of the atmosphere. It makes a difference. I'm a matchmaker. I do this. I set dates up. I know how to do it. And I know what works and what doesn't work. So, um, you know, going to casual ladies, even if you like to be casual, even I, I like to be casual, but even if you do, try, on the first date, allow for it to be a real date because it there is also, like I said, a romantic mindset that goes into that a little bit. And you, you also, ladies, if you get into too casual of an atmosphere, and I say this to you ladies, you could end up in the friend category. You know, some of you very outgoing, friendly women, if you're in too friendly, um, neutral of an atmosphere environment, and there's nothing sexy about where you are and the conversation and, and the connection there's not going to be a connection and there's not going to be a second date. So really important where you go on a first date. If anybody needs any recommendations, let me know. Uh, so uh, Julie says she can't stand it. I assume she's talking about the weather. Um, thank you, guys. I'm glad you're enjoying the advice. I love giving it. Uh, Jim says, uh, it's not a lack of love, but a lack of friendship that makes unhappy marriages. Uh, with that in mind, we should also be thinking um, if the other would be a good friend. I mean, absolutely 100%. I mean, one of the things I hear from people as a matchmaker when I'm saying, what do you want in a partner? 99.9% .9 of the time I hear I'm looking for a best friend. I mean, that's what people are looking for. Which brings me to uh, the back to the point, which I'll go into again, is that you, if, in order for somebody to be your best friend, you need to, number one, like them, respect them, and enjoy their company. 
enjoying somebody's company. I mean, your best friend, what do you think about with your best friend? You can tell them anything, right? You have great conversations. It's easy. You feel safe, right? You feel safe with them and you enjoy doing things together. Did you just hear what I said? I, I'm not gonna be able to repeat it, but somebody hopefully wrote those down or took note of those. Those are the main things you should be looking for in a relationship. I mean, those, those are things in a nutshell. That is what determines whether it's gonna last a long time or not. Dawn's, I don't know if Dawn's still on, but Dawn's been married a long time. I mean, she's got a great marriage. These are, the, these are the essentials where you enjoy doing the same things together. You enjoy the same hobbies. You have commonalities together. Um, you have a friendship together. You feel safe together. You can talk to each other. It's easy. I think I said them again backwards. Um, but, uh, but those are the essentials of building a connection with somebody. Those are the essentials. So if you can create that environment from the minute that you meet somebody, make it easy, make it safe, have an easy conversation, right? Um, and those are the essentials you need. And, and again, to be finding out, do you guys have enough commonalities in your belief system, in your background, in your values? Do you connect there? Because with all the surface stuff, on the, on the surface, all the connection and all the fun that you have, because I hear people, oh, we have so much chemistry, we have so much fun together. You forget about some of those things in the background. And when it comes down to it, after some of that excitement wears off on the outside, you get down to the inside, and then you find out, we don't even have this in common, or this is something that's super important to me that, you know, isn't important to them. Um, so, you know, it's interesting. It's really easy to think about those things when you're younger, like people in their 20s that are dating. They may be going, I want to have a family. I want somebody that wants to have kids, that wants to get married. Um, so, uh, you know, obviously religion may be huge for somebody um, at that phase too um, because of the fact that they're going to be raising children together. And those are obvious things. Because you're building those, you're building a life. It's either if you want children, you're not, you don't want to date somebody that doesn't, right? You'd be wasting your time and energy and emotions because down the road you're not gonna, it's not gonna work out. You need to be um, vetting people the same way. You have to know what's important to you, and you need to find out that person sitting across from you on a first date. Your job is to find out if they're like you if you have enough in common. As a matter of fact, I don't know if it was my post today, because I do my post usually at 5 or 5.30 in the morning. It's very early. But the, the, my favorite saying ever, ever, ever in relationships, because it's, it is the truth underlying everything else, is you have to find people that love like you do. And that includes so much. That includes all of this. This includes... I mean, if we, on the surface, love languages, how you speak to each other, it includes attachment styles, it makes a big difference, um, and, and, and values, and what, who you are, and what you value. Um, it, it's it, it just that compatibility factor, everything that's underneath it, that foundation is all built on how you love. Um, you know, I was talking to one of my coaching clients this week, and uh, somebody who's raised very traditionally, and um, very old-fashioned traditional values. You're not going if you're if that's you. You're not going to connect with somebody that doesn't have those. 
You're not, you may feel attraction for them. You may have a ton of chemistry. But when the rubber hits the road, if you are super old-fashioned with your values, family's important, your faith, those things, those essentials, that connection, and you just meet somebody that's fun and likes to have sex, you're going to be in trouble down the road because you don't have those those basics in order that loving the same, even down to attachment styles, guys. I mean, somebody that's anxious attached, that needs that constant affirmation and that constant presence of somebody in their life, they're not going to do well with a secure attached person. I mean, a secure attached is going to be like, get away, like you're suffocating me, right? Another anxious attached person is going to be perfect because they're both anxious attached and they're feeding each other what they need. It may be out of dysfunction, but it doesn't matter. It's still who they are at this point in their life. And you can heal. You can get healthy. You can try to um, be aware of the dysfunctional needs that you may have and know when your expectations are too high. But at the end of the day, all of that is such conscious work. You know, even all of you people that have coached with me that literally leave different people, you know the work, the real work is in staying there. The real work is in, okay, I know that I'm anxious attached and I know that I get, um, I feel anxiety and stress if I don't hear from the person or they're not communicating with me or if we get in a fight and they want to go shut themselves off from me and not talk to me, I'm going to get stressed and anxious and, um, you know, feel abandoned, blah, blah, blah. You, it's one thing to know those things. It's another to live it, right? So anxious attached, you're secure attached, they're they're wanting space. You're wanting to. You're wanting to cling on. It's not going to work for you to remain who you are, right? It's not going to work. So you can either be with that person and remain and do that work and say, okay, I'm being unreasonable. This is where I get clingy. This is where he's going to push me away or she's going to push me away if I get any closer or push any harder. Blah blah blah. Um, I'm going into detail. I get it, but you guys hopefully are understanding because some of you are here and are in these patterns. If you find somebody that's the opposite of you from an attachment style, it's going to take so much work to pull yourself to a different place. Versus if you're with somebody with the same, you speak the same language. It's just easier. Love languages, same thing. I always hear people go, "Well, can, you can learn somebody's love language. You can." You absolutely can. Um, it also depends on what it is. I mean, I've talked about this before, but I had a client one time that was very uncomfortable with physical touch. She married a guy whose main love language, like 90% was physical touch. So of course he felt unloved. He felt unwanted. Um, and no matter what she did, she didn't want to touch him. She got to a point where him pushing her to touch made her not even want, not want to touch him at all. They ended up divorcing. Um, be, and mainly because of that, you know, they wanted to be together, but they were just too opposite. So keep that in mind that you have to find people that love the way that you love. And how, do, how does that work? You'll, you'll find when you do find somebody that loves the way that you love, it's easy. You don't even think about it. You fall into patterns that work. They're communicating the right amount. You're getting the right amount of affirmation. It's easy. You're enjoying it. That is typically how you know. 
Um, I see a lot of comments, so let me... Um, uh, let's see. Julie says, no, I was saying that having a guy that, uh, that doesn't have a plan. Okay, got it. Um, hey, Mary Lynn, um, Marlene, um, Brent's here. Don says, you're right. Foundation is friendship. Um, we've been together more than 30 years. I love that. Um, we talk to our three children about finding someone who shares values because that will definitely get you through any rough patches. I do like to tell them that oak trees don't grow in each other's shadow. Wow, I love that. Um, find someone who will support your goals and interests to grow together. I absolutely love that, Don. That is such a that's such a great comment in so many ways, um, and so many reasons because of that. How many? I mean, you've been together thirty years. Congratulations! It's amazing. My parents just celebrated sixty-two years um, in July, end of July, but. But to make that work, everybody's got to grow together. It makes it easier to grow together when you have things in common and when you love each other and when you're friends with each other because you enjoy doing things together. They're your best friend. You're growing together. And where we see a lot of divorces as people have gotten older as they've grown apart. And sometimes it's natural. Man's working, trying to build for his family. A woman is raising children and the children become her main focus and not him anymore. And they grow apart. And this is the old story. Huh? Is it probably a million of you sitting here watching that have been divorced uh, know what I'm talking about. So you have to grow together. So I love the oak tree analogy. It's awesome because they're next to each other. But they're, they're giving each other enough space, but they're growing together. Um, and nobody's in each other's shadow, which is just awesome. Um, okay. Um, so so I, I just want to hit one more point. I just looked at my notes. When I was talking about picking out a nice place for a first date, guys, um, it doesn't have to be expensive. You can find there's plenty of nice places that aren't expensive. There's plenty of great places with great ambiance that aren't going to break the bank. Um, I know going, I mean, number one, you shouldn't be going on so many dates that you're worried about spending money on a woman. Do enough homework beforehand so that you know you're making an investment into her, right? And at least you're not going to have a bad date. So what, even if it's not true love and if it's not the connection you were hoping for, you at least had a good time and it was a great investment. Uh, so be very careful about location. Very important. Uh, so um, on your first date, respect boundaries. Uh, so... That's one of the reasons I also don't like sitting next to somebody at a bar, um, that whole thing. Even worse, God, imagine sitting next to somebody on a first date at a booth. How awful would that be? But, um, but number one, you're not face-to-face. -face. Um, I've heard men say, well, I don't want to sit across the table from a woman. Yes, you do on a first date. You, I mean, boundaries are everything from a safety standpoint in getting to know somebody. If you like each other and you want to reach out and grab a hand or touch, I'm a huge touch person. And trust me, you could be sitting 10 feet away and I'll find a way to touch you if I want to touch you. So um, when I'm talking to you and those of you that are friends with me know, because you can, you can, you can comfortably touch somebody with still creating enough space. Um, so remember boundaries on a first date. Don't sit next to them. Sit across from them. Respect their space. I can't tell you the amount of times I've heard ladies say that guys put, like, are, even if they're next to each other or close enough to each other, they'll put their hands on their leg or um, uh, 
other things. Don't do that, guys. Don't, don't, I don't care how much chemistry you have, save it. Um, save a little mystery, you know, um, which I'm going to talk about that portion of it too, because what's too much um, on a first date, uh, whether it's touching someone, kissing someone, sex, where do we go? So I'm going to jump into that one really quick. Uh, Elton, I'm just going to, you commented, so I'm going to hit. It's not about the plan. It's about having the best intentions and no game playing and being respectful, meaning not to be, meaning not to be spontaneous as the first option didn't work and go down the list of people. Sometimes life gets in the way and not possible to make plans. Um, I know it's not always possible, but on a first date, you better. So, I mean, I'm just telling you I get down the road that it's not always e the best, and it's not always easy to make plans, but I can tell you for a first date and a second date and a third date, guys, make a plan. No excuses. I don't care. I don't care how busy your life is. Nobody's, nobody's busier than me. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I mean, I hate to say it. it I'm not, it, nobody's busier than I am and so many other people. And I can still make plans. I can still put something on a calendar. I can still stick to it. So no excuses. Nobody's too busy to make plans. You're making an impression on a first, second, or third date. And guys, if you can't make exceptions for that, you don't, don't date. Don't date. Because then you'll complain about finding some woman that, that is... Just I don't I don't even want to go there. It's just quality of the quality of the woman is going to be how much effort you put into it, and a woman of quality is going to expect effort, guys. So that means planning a date. Women love a man with a plan. Sorry, it is the way it is. Okay, um, so let's see here. Um, touch. Uh, we talked about that. Okay, questions. I already talked about this a little bit. Um, I don't want you to interrogate somebody on a first date, second date, third date. I don't want you to do that. But I do want you to get to the meat. I do want you to get to the heart of the matter. So it is important for you to know yourself. So if you haven't done the work, do the work. Get coaching, get whatever therapy, whatever you need so that you know yourself. Here's the things you need to know before you go out with somebody. Okay, so let's make some notes. So you need to know who you are, right? So you need to know who you are. How do you do that? You make a list. My clients all do it when they come, whether they want to or not. They make a list of who they are. I am, and they, and all positives, no negatives, because people can get very, very negative about themselves, but you make a list of who you are. I am fun. I am spontaneous. I am silly. I am... Uh, sarcastic, I am witty, I am intelligent, I am um, sassy, whatever. I mean, just whatever you have, try to come up with 100 positives. The I am list is so important because it's your identity. It's what you're going into that relationship with. It's what you have to offer. So even if it's not important to you, it's important to the person sitting across from you or that you're meeting. You need to know who you are. And who you are changes over time and changes in between relationships. So in between every relationship, who you are luckily, hopefully, changes. Sometimes it's for the good. Sometimes it's for the bad. Um, I mean, I say for the bad. I mean, people that end up with narcissistic relationships or abusive relationships, who you come out as 
is sometimes worse than before you went in. Um, so, and I say sometimes only because cycles like that sometimes repeat. So, uh, so um, we wanna make sure we know who we are so that we are also finding somebody that can complement who we are, right? Um, so if you're funny, if you're lighthearted, spontaneous, witty, you want to you you really need to find somebody that can match you in places some of those places. So you'll see what I'm talking about if you do the list. So do that list. So you have to know who you are. You have to know what you want. Okay, those are the two main things. You have to know what you want in a partner. What do those things include? If you've never coached with me, take notes. Here's what it is. You want to know who is that person? What is their personality like? Um, how do they treat you? Um, what is their relationship with their family? What things do they like to do? What are their hobbies? What are their interests? What are their values? Um, what is their faith? Um, right? What things do you guys do together? Um, if there's anything looks-wise, what, what, what are the looks things that might be important? Um, that are deal breakers, not just, it's not about, oh, they have blonde hair and blue eyes and they're five, five, or ladies get over your six foot and over. I'm so overhearing that you ladies that are five foot three or five foot five. And, oh, I just date people that, you know, are, you know, five, nine or six foot and over, get over it. You know, you're short, average man's five, 10, and you're missing out on amazing men by trying to put yourself in a category of six foot and over. By the way, statistically also, because that's me, I'm a walking statistic, you guys that are six foot and over, and listen, guys, if you're six foot and over, this is not a, to take offense, but they tend to be in leadership positions. They tend to be narcissistic. They also statistically tend to cheat. Um, so so I, I'm just telling you, this, these are stats. So ladies, it may not be in your best interest to date men that are six foot and over. Maybe your perfect ideal guy that's going to be um, warm and loving and faithful and committed to you is 5'10". Okay? Um, so, uh, and if you have to give up your six-inch heels, ladies, to date a shorter guy, do it. But, but you need to know what you want and talk what's most important. Those physical things, there may be things... I've said it before, maybe it's superficial, but I'm a teeth girl. If somebody has funky teeth, I, it's a weird, it's just a, it's an out thing for me, right? Um, teeth are important. So if you have something like that, that's a non-negotiable deal breaker, have it in there, you know, because you're, some people aren't going to get over things like that, right? So, um, so if you have anything like that, put it on your list. Also, on that list, I love for people to do a little creation on that. So just take away the practicality of it. Start dreaming about, okay, who is this person and what do we like to do together? What is the energy like when we're together? It's easy. It's effortless. Um, we have great communication together. Um, we have fun together. We laugh. We're silly. Um, we don't have to take things too seriously. So you start thinking about the energy of what that connection is like super important create it because if you start putting that if you start putting that together when you meet and you focus on that list when you meet your person you'll know you also know where to go when you're asking questions on dates right so you put your list together of your things that you want in a relationship and you need in a relationship 
hit your non-negotiables. Get your top 10 non-negotiables in there. Um, and, and maybe base your first date questions on those non-negotiables, right? If the person has to be a Christian, maybe, or they, um, they need to be family-oriented or they want to have kids, you want to base your first date questions and your, you know, inquiries around that, right? And don't miss out on, uh, <laughs> and don't miss out on the, um, the emotional and psychological elements of somebody too. You know, you think about somebody that doesn't have a good relationship with their family, somebody that comes from a broken home, somebody that was abandoned at a young age by their mother or father, and they have issues from that, ask. You know, it's as simple as, what's your relationship like with your family? Where's your family? Do you have siblings? Are you close to them? What, you know, what was growing up like for you? Great questions. You get a glimpse into who this person is, and you get to learn whether they're healthy or not at this point, right? And whether or not they're going to match you in your non-negotiables and in your values in life. Uh, so let's see. Um, so, uh, hold on. I know you guys are going to get, get on me for the six foot tall comment. That's a beauty. The hundred things we like about ourselves. It is Jim. It's really, um, really important and true on the height, Mike. Absolutely. Um, not all men over six feet cheat. No, they don't. Absolutely not. I was just trying to tell the ladies statistically it's out there. Why is, why is that statistic? Because you tend to find powerful men, powerful men cheat. It's just, it's a statistic. Okay. Uh, yeah. Ha, didn't know about the six foot over club. Dawn says learning a lot today. Uh, so uh, Greg is six foot tall and a Leo. So uh, yeah, but you know, guys, girls, it, it, it's just information the main thing is, ladies, is I don't want you to rule out. If you, if you women knew how many great guys you miss out on because of silly things like that, because you refuse to date somebody that's just a couple inches taller than you because you need to wear your high heels or it's awkward or you just like tall men, you're missing out on the cream of the crop. Not that there aren't great guys that are six foot tall and there, there are, but they are also not the norm. The average height is 5'10". How many guys are you missing out on that because of your height requirement? And guys, how many women, how many great women are you missing out on because of some size requirement? She needs to be a size 2. She needs to be size 6, right? Um, uh, or some looks, something with looks, like, oh, I just wasn't attracted or she wasn't my type. Um, blah, blah, blah. You know what I'm talking about. Guys tend to get more superficial. Girls tend to do it with the height. Um, so, uh, by the way, ladies, here's what you do. You do it with the height, and you you lose out on good men because of your expectations. Um, keep your expectations at a minimum. I mean, don't really have them. Have standards, but don't have expectations. Because when you have an expectation that a guy should do this, or he should do that, or she call you, or he should text you, or he should be asking you out this many days in advance, or he should be ready to talk about relationships or ready to be in a committed relationship at this point, this is where you lose, this is where you lose them. This is where you lose them because 
you're trying to mold somebody into you, and a full-grown adult with their own values, beliefs, history is never going to be you. So you got to go in with a complete open mind and a complete clean slate. Uh, okay, uh, so moving along, um, I had talked about the art of touch. You have to know when to kiss somebody. These things are important here. So uh, number one, ladies, consensus is out. Guys will sleep with you on a first date. They don't want you after. They just don't. A good man doesn't. I mean, it's not. I have yet to talk to one man. I've never spoken to one man that said, if a woman sleeps with me on a first date, I know who she is, and I know I'm not the first one, and I, that's not a girl that I want. I'm sure there's a double standard in there, and I'm not going to get into it. I'm sure there's lots of double standards in all that, but ladies, if you have to impress a man with your sexuality, you better get in and do some work with a coach because you need your value based on who you are as a human and a person and what you bring to the relationship, not on the sex, right? Anybody can have good sex, um, but not everybody can be a good person. So um, build your value around who you are, not about, not about what you can give, what kind of pleasure you can give somebody. Uh, so... Uh, let's see. Um, oh, so kissing. I want to just hit that really quick. Um, God, kissing is important. Um, it is important. It's important to a lot of people. But but I hear a lot of people go, well, I don't kiss on a first date. Okay, whatever. If you don't want to, that's fine. It's fine. It's up to, it's up to the individual as to how that goes. If you have a tremendous amount of connection and chemistry and you want to give a little kiss. It could be awkward, but if you want to, do it. But you don't wait so long before you touch somebody physically, like maybe it's the leg or the arm or the hand, or you kiss them because you can easily get put in a friend category. And it's just important that there's some kind of physical, I'm interested in you, and some opportunity for you to exchange pheromones with somebody Kissing's the best way um, because you can tell a lot from a kiss, from a, from a connection standpoint. Um, so, and there are pheromones that, you know, when you're kissing somebody that, that are released that you never know whether you're going to have chemistry with somebody or not. You may kiss somebody that you didn't have chemistry with and realize that you do. So, regardless, don't wait so long that you go into a friend zone and you don't look at that person intimately anymore. It can happen. Uh, so Marilyn says, have a plan, take a hostage, overthrow a government, and buy her a kitten. Yeah, that's one of my favorite posts. Um, you don't bring me a kitten though, please. <laughs> I love I love animals, but I'm in animal rescue and I don't need, there are way too many kittens right now. Um, but uh, if you need to bring somebody a kitten, uh, there are plenty out there. Uh, Greg says, Jet says, hi, he can jump six feet. <laughs> Greg has one of my, one of my cats, actually, uh, two of them. So, um, so yeah, so uh, he adopted a couple. So thank you, Greg. You're a great cat daddy and a great human. Um, okay, so um, make sure you have the foundational things in common. Know who you are, know what you want. Know those things ahead of time. Foundational stuff is the most important stuff. 
If you don't know who you are, then you you have nothing to give somebody else and you have nothing to find out from somebody else and to see whether you have things in common. You have to know the foundational stuff. And, um, you know, I want to get back. There was one other uh, a comment that I had, note I'd put on here. Um, sex, go back to that. Um, I'm not going to talk about the, t I mean, I guess the timing of it's important, but even if you guys are ready to go there, like even if it seems like an appropriate time, I'm seeing a lot of men back away from that right now because they understand that there is a connection that happens. And, and every guy that has been there and done this knows this. If you go there too quick with a woman, a woman may tell you it means nothing to her, but it does because there is a hormone that's released when a woman has sex with a man that connects her to him. And you can't take that away. That is biological. It happens. If it doesn't happen for you ladies, again, I would want you to go to coaching and counseling and find out why you're not connecting via sexuality because it's supposed to. It's natural. But guys, if you don't want that intimate connection and that emotional connection with a woman yet then you're not ready to have sex with her. So if you're not ready to be in an intimate, emotional relationship with her in some way, don't have sex with her. Don't do it. I mean, don't do it. I, 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 I know there's people that have, you know, side jobs, that they're, you know, they're not intimate relationships and they're just having fun and it is what it is. I mean, some people can have those and there's nothing there, but, um, but don't jump into a sexual relationship with a woman or women don't do it with men until you're ready and prepared for that. Because it does, I mean, let's just talk from a, from a STD standpoint. Nobody wants that person that's sleeping or nobody wants to get an STD. If you haven't even had the, had the time to ask somebody, if they're sleeping around or if there's anybody else they're sleeping with or what that relationship is, or you're not, a, you're not sure, or ladies, maybe you're, or men, maybe you're dating somebody, but they're busy on weekends. And, you know, so you, you know, they're dating other people. You kind of want to know whether you're the only one or not, unless you just enjoy having STDs. Pause. Um, <laughs> so I, I'm just saying this is, I mean, I deal with this too as a coach, you know, you end up with an STD for life. This is a conversation you're going to have with anybody you want to get intimate with. And it's not a comfortable conversation. So, you know, um, ask, ask, talk about it before you go there. You know, sex is great. It's important. Um, it's guys, by the way, it's probably more important for women as women get older and men get older, women, if I ask women, what are your top five things? Sex is usually in the top three for women. And, and I hate to say this, but guys over 50, it's not usually something you tell me in your top five. So, you know, not that it isn't important to you guys. I get it is, but it's usually more important for women. So it's important, but everybody needs to be adults and discussing it before you go there. Right? So, Foundational things, you want to make a connection with somebody, but don't go with the physical connection too soon. It's the emotional connection, the intimate connection. When you're able to build on that 
on the intimacy, that's when that's when you make a connection. The first date, the second date, the third date, that is all about about making a connection with someone else. When you you leave a date, they leave a date, they go home and they're like, God, I had a really good time. They were really funny. They were so interesting. Now you've in, you've intrigued them to see you again. That is all. That is what the goal of the date should be: is to make that connection and get to know the person, right? So, um, okay. Well, uh, enjoyed your guys' comments throughout all this, and uh, and um, I uh, I guess um, I want to put together a, a another like a happy hour or something coming up as fall. Uh, as fall rolls around, I'll have to look at uh, the Georgia Bulldog football schedule before I do that, so we don't schedule it around any football stuff. But um, but I do want to to do another mixer uh, for you guys to get together. But um, but at the end of the day, stay intentional. Um, put put your time in. Don't be a dating machine. I mean, all you people, like I said, that are going out on multiple dates in a week, stop it. Yeah, there's no there's no reason for that. If you're if there's that many people that you're you are potentially interested in, when the fact is that there's only about two percent of the population that's actually for you, if you're dating ninety percent, you know, trying to find your two percent, it's a waste of time and energy. Don't do it. Um, put more time into getting to know them ahead of time. Text message, phone, FaceTime, whatever that is. See if there's something there before you waste your time. And guys, I'll be the first to tell you, you know, I know you guys don't want to waste money either. So um, so make sure you put the time in ahead of time so you're not wasting your money on a first date. You know, if you're putting your energy in, putting a good plan together, taking her a nice spot, I'm sure you probably want to make sure that that's a good investment. So um, everybody put the time in. Um, okay. Uh, enjoyed you guys. And uh, Jasmine, good to see you. Better late than ever. Um, and uh, a hello to California. And uh, you guys have a wonderful weekend. Um, stay cool. And I will see you in two weeks. This is Jennifer. Thanks for listening today. And please subscribe to the podcast. Each show, we're going to have new topics and information. If you'd like to find out more about coaching or matchmaking, please go to my website at lovegen.com or you can find me on my Facebook page, my personal page at Jennifer Styers.